Welcome to Clear Design with your host, Carlos Platero. Welcome, everyone. On this podcast, we will be talking about color. Um, many things about color. As you all know, I come from a design background. I've studied color. I've taught color, um, psychology of colors and materials specifically. Well, the thing about color we all need to know about is we can influence so much in our lives with color as we know colors around us and sometimes we take it for granted. It is around us completely in everything that we do from the food we eat to what we put on to where we live to the streets we walk to the landscape around us it's everywhere so let's not under let's really think about what color can do in your life i don't know if anyone's really noticed about signage public signage how we're influenced by color innately we know what red means what yellow means what green means and obviously these are the three predominant primary colors of the traffic light uh, and that's universal right so we know usually that a green means you're clear to go it's it, it means uh, clearness it means um, advance uh, so green you know is a we know what color it means I mean just as I'm looking at all my keyboards here uh, recording this podcast green is usually play or the sound system means it's 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 in tune at green and the second I get into red I'm in the negative or I'm in the wrong zone Red, as we know, is a color uh, it can relate to blood. You can relate to its vibrancy. So the way the you have to realize the way humans actually have, believe it or not, a response to color and in the and our environment environments. So if you think about that in that way, when you when you listen to this podcast fully, um, really consider that uh, you take color a little bit more serious than you probably do now. <laughs> And I don't mean to make it sound bigger than it is, but it is important. A lot of people think about, oh, I'm going to influence either my design or I'm going to design my space based on volume, style, um, you know, era, um, comfort. I'm going to do that kind of thing. You know, a lot of, or even when you get dressed in the morning, you worry about, oh, I want these jeans to make me look skinnier, or I want this shirt to present this look or this style or this, um, you know, fashion trend I'm doing. But really, the color dictates that. And you know how you get up in the morning and you're ready for work or you're ready to go out for your day and there's a dress you want to put on or there's a suit you want to put on for us guys or a t-shirt you want to put on. The second you put the shirt on and you look in front of the mirror and then suddenly it just doesn't fit. And what you're looking at is not necessarily the cut or shape or styling of the shirt itself, but it's actually the color you're looking at that just doesn't resonate with you. And sometimes you don't catch as to why it doesn't resonate you're like i i, I thought i wanted to wear this today i you know I, th I thought i felt this way and what you're really feeling is you remember the shirt and how the shirt made you feel and you remember what the shirt looks like predominantly the color when you reference the shirt or you reference anything in, mostly in your life you reference it by color oh you remember i had that blue car oh you remember that great green shirt i love to wear you know you don't say oh remember that you know, XYZ model I had, you know, from 19 whatever, 
You know, you don't, you don't reference, you reference colors and that's how your mind remembers everything around you is colors. And even growing up, you have that sensation. So when you look in the mirror in the morning and you put on that on, what you're literally looking at is color. And you know, the way you look at your skin color that morning, we all wake up sometimes a little different than others. I know it's not normal, but um, you know, it depends what you had the night before, but uh, so take color and consideration very seriously. So just a couple of things, the power of color, you know, setting the mood, especially now that spring is coming or that, or any time that you listen to the podcast, it might be winter when you listen to this podcast, but we are currently in spring and, or about to go into spring. We're about 19, 18 days from spring now. So I've been talking a lot about, you know, rejuvenating or redoing or, you know, redesigning your space or your area, whatever it is you want to do. You want to redo a wallet, redo a wallet. You want to do <laughs> something that simple, redo your cubicle at work, redo your office, redo your home, whatever it is that you feel you have to do to feel rejuvenated. So I'm talking about, about a lot about color and a lot of people, you know, tend to not know where to go with color. That's the first thing people ask me as a designer doing this for now 18 years, people ask me, you know, can you help me pick colors? Usually that's the first thing people say. And again, it's because you don't realize how important it is to you, but you kind of do. You just know that it makes things look pretty, right? Or it makes a statement. So when you're thinking about color, a couple things you got to remember is color, the, the colors have power. It really does. It's not just the pigment or the tone or the hue that you're choosing, but also the influence, what it's going to affect in others, what the response will be by others. And of course, there's different mythologies or way of looking um, at color. You can use it either in a sense of to guidance, um, spiritual, you know, spirituality. Did I say that right? Spirituality, <laughs> um, uh, you know, uh, feng shui. Um, whatever it is, however it is that you look at color, you know, depth to add depth to something, a gallery, whatever it is that you're doing, it does have power. Uh, I might I personally have my front area painted black and I love the color black. Now black, as some of you, maybe techies may know that black is the absence of color or not the absence of color, but it may be the question of a color. Um, it's not a, 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 it's not an actual primary color. It's a, it's a collage of colors. So the white and black really are not considered colors, but there's no other way to reference them unless you reference them by some scientific code. Um, so I have black and black suppo supposedly gives you good, um, reputation, gives you good stance with others. It gives you a good presentation at the entry of a home. Um, maybe that's what there were black and white checkered floors back in the day. Maybe that's why the trims back when homes used to be built by brick used to be painted black in the entry. I don't know why. I don't know how all this, the history of that really. I taught color, but there's so much about color that we can go back into history and then I haven't dived into that specifically. But just in that reference, I mean, I use black at the front. Uh, powder bathrooms, you know, think about that also doing power you know, making a statement and how powerful color can be. You know, when people come to your home, uh, you know, just a little tip here about your home specifically, specifically is powder bathrooms, especially if you have a powder bathroom or guest bathroom, or you may have a, just a one bathroom type of home. If you do, you know, if it is a bathroom that the lights must be turned on, don't be afraid of going dark or bold. I should say not dark, bold because you have to turn on the light anyway. And that's usually where I make, as a designer, I make a really big statement 
in a home is in bathrooms because it's a private it's a private area for one. Uh, one go in one goes in there to kind of retreat from everything else. You go in there to fix yourself up, to get an impression, for relaxation, whatever it is. Um, you know, to do your business, whatever it is, you go in there. So it gives you that moment in time where you can really make a statement, you know, whether it be through wallpaper or, you know, colors in wallpaper or actually physically painting the walls. So with that being said, you know, with color, you can set a mood, you can shape spaces, truly, you know, form and shape spaces with it, kind of like a gallery does with the absence of color with the white. You know, they're really shaping a space with it. Um, you can shift focuses. You know, when, when people are trying, when people go into your home and let's say you're trying to disguise a heater or you're trying to disguise, currently there's a hole in your wall. <laughs> Whatever it is, or there's an old sofa that you inherit and you don't want people to pay attention to it paint something. I mean, do something with color throughout a home where there would be a pattern stenciled on a large wall. I love the idea of someone going completely crazy and doing something stunning on one wall. I love accent walls, though I think accents walls took a little bit of a turn a while back, a couple years back, along with the color brown. That's another whole topic. But <laughs> accents walls suddenly started appearing everywhere and every room had an accent wall. And accent walls are beautiful if they're done well. If they're, if they're meant to be there for a purpose, if they're meant to balance out the room, if they're meant to uh, make a focal point of the room, if they're meant to shift your focus. I mean, there's so many reasons why an accent wall would be necessary to be done in a room, and yet it has been overly used to the point where it's just a painted wall and it makes no sense with the room kind of thing. So just remember that about accents wall. They're beautiful and you can do them with wallpaper. That's like something really fascinating to me is a wallpaper or something stenciled, something unique that nobody else has. Everyone, there might be five other people on the planet or 500 other people in your neighborhood that have that shade of gray or blue up on the wall, um, but they may not have that stencil or that uniqueness, that paint that you and your children spent the whole day collaging an entire wall with just doodles and you put artwork on top of it and very serene and so it's this backdrop and people are just stunned by it and it looks just beautiful, looks like wallpaper. Um, with that being said, I wanted to just quickly touch upon the idea of following trends when it comes to color. You know, we are very influenced by fashion, very influenced obviously by what marketing and what but product sales have to influence on. I mean, if Let's say if there's a new collection out and, you know, a famous designer says, oh, you know, uh, this season we have pinks in. So everyone just rushes. I mean, they don't walk. They run to the store to buy everything pink and redo the house in pink. You know, let's try try to not get yourself into that mess or not mess, but into that way of thinking just because you're gonna find yourself in a situation of, oh my God, what did I do? I'm, I was stuck in that era. I did it to please you know, um, I guess my need to be following the trend, um, you know, just be unique, you know, don't follow the trend so much all the time. You know, if pink is not for you, then don't do pink. You know, I think I remember a couple years back, what I was getting to earlier about the brown is a couple years back, let's say about eight years back, everything was brown. Everything went taupe, everything went beige, everything went brown. From the furniture, to our plants, to our walls, to our cars, 
everything was silver and brown and I think just recently in the last year or so I've been seeing a lot of innovative young and older so sorry I didn't mean to say young necessarily but just an overall just some people reaching out for to find their uniqueness to find something different um, you know thank God now I mean the good side of internet and obviously the power of social media is we have things like you know Pinterest boards we have a lot of different avenues and outlets for people expressing their design abilities and it's sharing ideas amongst others so we if you want to follow a trend follow a trend that follows no trend you know follow people that do not follow what you know this if the store macy's says or some big conglomerate store we love macy's i shop there so maybe i can get an endorsement from macy's that'd be nice um but uh you know if whatever store or whatever brand tries to sell you hey this is what's coming up next so for the next five years we're going to stick with these colors you know try not to do that because i've walked into homes and everything is just a sea of brown and they're stuck there you know and not everyone is fortunate enough to switch out their furniture every year or every two years or every five years or every 10 years so you're stuck with furniture you bought you painted the house brown it's the color is shaded taupe your carpet is taupe everything's beige so start bringing color into your life if you are that person that is stuck in that era or is stuck in that trend fall and that that happened to happen i started to say it so bluntly you know there's ways to get out of that there's beautiful colors that can complement the browns and the beiges and, and the taupes and recently a lot of gray has been coming into in, into fashion which is great you know gray is a, a nice neutral color um but also it could be a very somber color you know also in regards to the gray and i know i'm missing around here but i'm trying to squeeze in a lot for this podcast so you guys find it very interesting and not me talk for half an hour <laughs> so um, regarding the grays is also white walls be very conscious about the white walls um, I know a lot of people love the white because of like me I'm a white person people that know me I love white my home is white um, accents are white not everything is white but for the most part I use white as an accent color and it's beautiful for me it kind of stands out against the contrast of other things other shapes other colors um, but white, if you do white, a lot of white walls or you decide to go white, realize that white is not a brighter color by any means. In fact, it's a more somber color because white, when white is casting shadows, that's if and when there's a shadow on a white wall. If you will, do the test yourself. If you do have a white area, put up, you know, turn off the lights, dim the lights, white turns into gray. So a white home essentially becomes a hue and just a fan deck of grays and you know that might not be the mood you're trying to create um, for a more of a modern contemporary setting I can see it or even a, a, a very old traditional setting I can see it with the contrast of juxtaposition of furniture or style um, or backgrounds of another era I can see it I put in together but just I just want to make you aware that white is not bright is what I'm trying to get to right I should just hashtag that white is not bright um, <laughs> I can start something here so also when it comes to the use of color in a home or in your office wherever it may be you know I need you to focus on the power of the light around you do consider the light that is in that room in that space is it artificial is it natural um, is it daylight, nighttime, seasonal light exposure? A lot of people don't realize that 
we could I'll do another podcast specifically about light, but um, light really affects the color. Obviously, we all know what we've done. We've gone to the paint store or the big uh, do-it-yourself store. We buy a little chip of paint. We buy the gallon. We put it up on the wall, and we're like, that's not the color I was hoping to get. And again, your eye does do trickeries on you because the light is that's bouncing back at you is not picking up the full hue of that color. So just be conscious of the of the light source. Don't just go and say, I want a baby blue, baby blue. There's many different shades of baby blue and there's many different hues of baby blue, okay? And the true scientific baby blue concoction color, I would not ever know that. So, but just be conscious of that, how light truly can be uh, a issue or can either contribute to, you know, helping you make this color a beautiful, bold color or exactly what you want, subtle do color or light itself can essentially destroy an idea of something that you had. You know, whether it be you're painting a little vessel, you're painting a little chinoiserie or a little piece on a dresser, or a little tchotchkes, or you're painting a large living room wall, you know, thing. So there is so much about color that we all need to learn about and we all need to somehow understand how it works. You know, the uses of color, you know, they can, you can literally speak a language. There are visual languages for people. You know, colors can alert or warn people. Like I said earlier about the usage of publicly, public transportation or just as signage as a national and global understanding. We know if there's a red scripture on something, whether it be a, a, a Russian, a, a, an Asian, a, a Southern American, you know, language um, that's written, we know if it's red, it probably means watch out, be hazard or hazardous of some sort. Intense colors and strong colors, you know, contrast communicate, you know, they communicate actions, uh, a drama. Gentle col colors usually contrast convey serenity. So when we see the yellows or stuff like that, or we see the soft pales, we know there's something soothing. You almost, the second you see the colors, you kind of just lower your voice a little bit, right? So hopefully right now, I don't know what colors you're seeing in your mind when you're hearing my voice, but hopefully it's a beautiful color. <laughs> um, colors identify, it, it uh, provides instant um, discrimination between objects and similar or identical forms and size, right? So the red file holds unpaid bills versus the green file is paid, holds paid bills. Okay, so that's the same, you know, idea about the red and the green and how we identify color. Color can be also be used to mo modify the perception of space, like I said. It can create the illusion of the size of it has something of the nearness or the distance of something. Color can minimize and obscure an object and a space, or it can be used to delineate a space to separate one area from another. You know, whether it be you do it through furniture or through a little visual line, or where you do it through cues. You know, as you get deeper into a home, the color gets deeper. You know, I love homes when um, all the colors complement each other. They don't have to be the same design throughout the house. I, I, I like fun things, so, but I like almost in a way, the second you walk into a home, you get a certain impression. As you go deeper into a home, the colors around you, whether it be the room colors, the furniture, everything around you just feels different. And 
these are getting into more private areas or you're getting into more uh, exclusive areas of a home. So, and overall, you know, regarding the home, you know, colors can be used to generate an emotional response. Colors can be selected to stimulate or calm you. Color has a psychological effect on the body. It really does in more ways than you think. It can be used to arouse or, or like a, a non-visual sense instill an unconscious motivation, you know, for one, or alter your behavior or induce your mood. This goes for not just your home, and I want to bring this up too, also in your car. We spend a lot of our times in the car here in the United States. If you're listening to this out of the United States, lucky you. <laughs> we spend so much time here in our cars. Um, for the most part, I've been blessed enough where I choose to have a different lifestyle. Um, I've created my own lifestyle to facilitate me and work for me. Um, but I know a lot of people do. I come. I used to be that. Used to be that way where I used to be in the car for so many hours. Just the interior of a color of my car. You know, you love a car, so you pick a car because it's red, blue, white, black, silver, gold, whatever. Those are the standard colors for cars nowadays. But you know, inside of a car, when you're inside of a car, the interior of the car affects your mood. You know, I went from black to gray to now beige because I love beige. I love the serenity of the beige. When I get in my car, I want to be serene. I could be rocking it out with great music or I can be listening to, you know, lyrical opera. Whatever it is that I'm doing in the car, I love to be, I love to feel like there is a serenity. And for that reason, I went with a specific tone of color and I chose my car based on the tone of color. So that also was an influence on my pros and cons when choosing a vehicle, not only the horsepower and the torque and all the pretty stuff. And, you know, is it leathery? Is it gorgeous? Or is it economical? And is it, you know, reliable? Is it sensible? You know, there's so many things that come to that. Even choosing a car, color is important. So there's many books I'm, I, I can illustrate for anyone that wants to know more about color and I'm available always to uh, reach out to about color feel free to talk to me about anything send me a picture of a furniture piece of a space of your visual landscape and say I'm going to build a home here what do you think of the colors you know and again it's hard for me to visually but it would take a little back and forth of me understanding who that person is you know really and I think everyone knows what colors they love and don't like. And it's hard for people to, people, a lot of people tell me, I don't know what colors I love, but it's sure easy enough to know what colors you don't love. And so we can always start that way as well. But so many things about colors. I hope you guys are a little bit more, have a little bit more awareness of color. And maybe I'll give you a couple of tips on that. Hope you enjoyed this little tidbit about color. And uh, again, color your life, all things positive. you have enjoyed Clear Design with Carlos Platero. Please stay tuned to the next episode. All things positive.